BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Oh no, we can get higher. There's levels to your love. Yeah, there's levels to your love. And I know, I know. we can get higher. There's levels to your love. And I keep on climbing up. Action 3 News weather alert update is brought to you by Exarban ARS Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Cold, a chance of flurries today, uh, 28 expected for the high. Tomorrow, a high of 17. Right now, 18 degrees. Watch Jim Flowers and the weather alert team on Action 3 News. There's no safer place in a storm. Here's your traffic update with Cami Carlisle. Well, no reprieve as far as mm-hmm. accidents out there. Northbound JFK still closed at Chandler. And then those of you out, out there further north, you're stuck behind a crash at Cornhusker. Big delays. We've also got Rex 80 eastbound Platte River, northbound 680 north of Pacific, an injury collision just in northbound 72nd and Ames and traffic lights malfunctioning 156 and Giles. A lot going on today. Very slick. It's the usual spots that are really catching people off the entire length of the Kennedy Freeway icy as is the Dodge Expressway and slow it down on and off ramp bridges and intersections. I'm Cami Carlisle. That's your traffic update on the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. Thank you Cami. Right now it's 8.06. Here are your news headlines. Well today we can expect to maybe learn some more details surrounding the explosion and fire that started off at M's Pub in the Old Market. Fire heavily damaged the apartments above and the restaurant below. Officials are going to hold a conference later this afternoon, 3 o'clock. The fire-scarred remains of that building are caked in ice. Uh, About 60 firefighters uh, dealt with that fire. Sub-zero temperatures. It ended up being a three-alarm fire. Um, I guess uh, the roof gone, having collapsed at about 10.30 Saturday night. Parts of the first floor also collapsed into the basement. That whole area, though, 10th, 12th, Howard to uh, Harney, and 11th from Farnham to Jackson, they're closed to yep. both pedestrians and vehicles. So basically the old market is in a holding pattern because they don't know the structural integrity. I mean, uh, Jeff, you brought up a good point. I mean, you could find out that it's ice that's holding that whole brick building together. And, um, I mean, it was, uh, it's unbelievable to see the images. Yeah, it is. So think of all those bars and restaurants that are affected by it as well. Um, obviously, everybody's sympathetic. It's like everybody lost their best friend mm-hmm. in a restaurant. Thank God. Thank God. No fatalities. You're going to realize more and more details are going to come out that that really was a miracle. The fast-working employees, the heroes at M's Pub, the heroes in the buildings that banged on doors and got people out. Yeah. Could have yes. been worse. And the interesting thing that will come out, um, the, the uh, fire chief... Um, Chief Kanger is saying there were no calls to 911 prior to the explosion, and he's not blaming the victims. I don't think he's blaming anyone. He says there's a kind of, let's not rush to judgment, 
but it is a head scratcher that people are saying if somebody knew that they broke the gas line, why didn't the first call, thing right? they should have done call is called nine one one. The people who did it, the crews. Right. Yeah. So there's reports. Part of the investigation is including uh, Omaha World Herald is reporting the fact that there were crews in the area that were working on fiber optics mm-hmm. and that they were doing fiber optic work. And it was a company out of Kansas City that had contracted some people out of Minnesota. And so now everyone's trying to f- uncover was it one of them that might have struck a gas line and if so like jeff said why why didn't they call you know mud or the authority at that point to say hey you know there's been a disruption in service what have you we were looking off just off the air about if people recall there was an explosion down in kansas city at a restaurant in february of 2013 mm-hmm. that case was just settled last august that involved though one fatality and 15 others i don't know if people remembered it but it was this uh very popular restaurant in Kansas City called JJ's. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, at that time, line. someone had se- severed. It was a fiber optic crew, and they severed the gas line. And one hour later, a massive explosion in the restaurant oh, next to it. smokes. Well, thank God everyone's safe. It, it was, I mean, God, that could have been so much Yeah, I worse. think it's this, so we should highlight her. This uh, Angie or Angelina Mangiamelli, she's the server at M's Pub, but worked there for four years. She had just sat down to lunch around 2.30, was sitting with two servers up near the front window of M's, and everyone's smelling the gas, and she sees workers pacing out around out front, so she walks out to one of them as they're looking around and looking down in the stairwell, and she says, gas, and he nods and says they hit a gas line. And then she runs in and says, turn off all the, you know, inside the building, turn off the gas, turn off the stoves, yes. all that kind of stuff. Tells they the start reacting, around. maybe they delay the inevitability of the explosion and get people sort of in, in a position to get out. Yeah, and then we had a story, uh, someone had called up, and that which Chip, our buddy Chip James uh, helped out, but a woman that was sitting on the, uh, on the stool. And, uh, God, just the stories of people getting blasted four feet in the air. Oh, my God. So... It's unbelievable. And we put a link uh, on our Facebook page. There's a caring page. Um, they're trying, they've raised like over $3,000 so far. It's for all the, you know, people that work in those restaurants. You know, that's the thing is that there's really no safety net when you wait tables. It's like all about your shifts and making money and who knows when EMS is going to open back up again. So this caring page is uh, trying to uh, extensive efforts to help the M's pub employees and other people who worked in that building. You know, and what about the La- what about the lavash? The lavash. What about the lavash? I loved the Thai lavash. That was my big or lavosh or whatever. I I loved that was like my favorite. That was my go to. And then of course they had the escargot, which what they were like famous for, which was super super yummy. Um, it's just heartbreaking. I mean, I, so many people, it's so interesting to read on Facebook, all the people and their memories tied to that place. You know, so many people, it wasn't just a special occasion place, but it was just a place, you know, that they went to. And I would mm-hmm. agree that I was thinking that oh, about all the time, unless you went every day, mm-hmm. right? but I, I could pretty much remember all the times I've gone. Yes. I mean, there's restaurants where I've gone to a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but you can remember, you remember that. the person you're with. Yep. Yeah. Kind of the little moments that that's what I think what made M's kind of special. Well, and the bar there is just so neat. It's that big green marble bar, you know, and you'd sit there. I mean, I, I've had friends, you know, like when I worked down in the old market, friends of mine worked there and waited tables or bartended and just grabbing a drink. It was just such a neat bar. 
and they always had that big uh, glass like infuser up there. And then, uh, you know, a buddy of mine did the flowers. I mean, it's just, it's so crazy. It's such a neat landmark, interesting building and interesting thing. Um, and it's just sad. So it's the third fire in that, uh, in, in on, on the property <laughs> with, that would be that building. The original structure uh, burnt in 1905, right around in January. And there's people that you can find the pictures of like the horse-drawn fire truck. And the building covered in ice the next day after the after the hoses, and that's 1905. The Mercer Time Hotel changed. burned, yeah, um, right at that same location. So in 1906, um, it was torn down, and a new building went up in 1906. That's the current structure. Okay. In 1946, the north half of that building, 1946, burnt and was knocked to the ground. Okay. Um, so the building's 110 years old. Yeah. Um, and that's really something. I mean, when you think about it, and especially considering the fact that you know there are buildings left. The history should be that there will be a Mercer building down there. They'll rebuild. Yes. Hold, what we're holding on to is that we can keep the structure, the shell of that, and build the inside intact. Out. That you could get in there without it falling down, and you know they can rehab buildings where they put in yeah. a complete new skeleton in the middle. How long does it take? Oh, I mean, we're talking. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Years? A year? Two, I don't know, but they'll get that thing going. Don't you think they could rebuild a brand new, a newer M's Pub? They'll replicate the bar. Maybe I hope there's so. Stuff they can save out of there. I hope that they, I, I hope that they stay true to what it looked like. The thing that was so cool is the will. window, how you could like see into Nouvelle Eve. I always thought that was so interesting. What an interesting idea that the idea that there was like a window in a wall yeah. that you could see into the other store, and it wasn't like they were owned by the same people. It was just this neat little. Neat little thing that it had. The the people working inside New Vale Eve said that that was surreal as well. They had a similar experience. Going out, what's with the gas smell? Almost overpowering and, and just realizing from workers saying that a line has been broke, that they just get go back inside New Vale Eve when the window blows out. Holy they said it was like slow motion. My gosh. Uh, well, all of our, I mean, we're so unbelievably fortunate that there were no lives lost. Yep. I mean, one minor injury, and then all those very, very, very brave firefighters. Fireman. Oh, my gosh. Thank you to all of you for what all that they, hard work. What do they wear? I don't know. To be able to be just one. It was one just to be out in that cold was unbelievable. And that We're, was where the sun was still up. And wet. And, and then water. once the sun goes down and all that endless, you know, your boots have got to be mm-hmm. tombs of ice. <laughs> oh, Jeez. my gosh. So uh, Omaha is also getting ready for a presidential visit. Uh, Wednesday, President Barack Obama is going to be coming to Omaha. He'll be speaking at the brand new UNO Baxter Arena. The uh, The news is is that all the tickets that they were planning on giving out today and tomorrow were um, are gone. Yesterday, they had uh, hundreds of people lined up for uh, the tickets yesterday. And then the, their hope was that, you know, whatever was left over, they'd be handing out. But that's not going to be the case. So it's sold out. It's sold out. I mean, UNO is providing, uh, I think they have, they've held back tickets for, like, their students and faculty and things I'm like that. the president put it at the Quest Center or something. Something bigger. Maybe you wanted to keep it intimate. Maybe you just wanted to keep it kind of, you know, small. It's kudos to the Baxter Arena. Yes. I, I mean, that's unbelievable. So it can sit about 8,000 people. Doors open at 1 o'clock on Wednesday. The actual time for the speech, though, it hasn't been released. But okay. he's going to be doing the State of the Union tomorrow night and then hitting on a plane and coming That'll here. That'll be his last tomorrow. State of the Union. Mm-hmm. Maybe, we'll, uh, maybe it'll shake out the tears from the hockey losses this weekend. Mavs lost both games Aww. at Did they really? First losses of the year at uh, Denver, the Baxter. Right? Well, yeah, sucks. Denver came to town and jumped us. 
Uh, Mexican authorities want to have a conversation with actor Sean Penn about his conversation interview with drug lord Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. Uh, Penn's meeting was recounted in an article published in Rolling Stone over the weekend. Uh, just uh, It was on Friday that the Mexican uh, drug kingpin was cap- recaptured after escaping from prison last July. And I'm sure Penn's writing a puff piece on El, Chap- on El Chapo. Yeah. No. Something so of some sort. He, so. went, he got to meet her. It was all brokered through this Mexican soap opera actress. And who plays apparently like a drug cartel? Is, is, there, so is, like is there any kind of other actress in Mexico other than soap opera? <laughs> right, the novellas or whatever. The, I mean, that's the new show that um, Eva Longoria is a part uh-huh. of. This mm-hmm. where it's a telenovela. Telenovela, my shows, my shows, uh, and Powerball fever heating up. Uh, nobody won Saturday's record-setting jackpot, so now it just keeps on growing. There, right now, it's at about one point three billion dollars. But some experts believe very strongly that it'll be driving it up even higher for by the time it gets the numbers get drawn again on Wednesday. The estimated cash value payout right now is eight hundred and six million dollars. You guys gonna go out and buy another ticket? I leave that to my husband. Yeah, probably. So. You got it. Come on. Who doesn't want to? Ah, uh, who doesn't want to win? Hugh Hefner's Playboy Mansion is up for sale, complete with Hef. Uh, TMZ reports that the uh, home famous for its celebrity-filled parties is on the market with one provision. Hugh Hefner gets to live there until he dies. Oh, God. Which is really? such a weird way to sell a house, but I suppose if you just wanted to have it... Uh, Why would he be... sell it? So he must clearly need the money? I, I guess they I say... Mean, if he comes with it. Yeah, I don't know. A house with Hugh inside. That's not a good sign. No. no. Hey, I don't know my, if he just you needs... want to buy my house? Can I still live in the basement? <laughs> right. <laughs> Hugh Hefner gets to live there until he dies. The asking price is $200 million. Jeez. I don't know if anybody's going to buy it. Real estate experts say that that's a, a bit high for the house. Really? Uh, hey, but so... think of all the memories right. and the grotto. And, exactly. And the, probably smells like a washing... <laughs> <laughs> Another condition, Hef's bedroom is off limits. Even for prospective buyers touring the mansion, you can't go in there. The house is expected to hit the market later this month. When was the last time there was any real action in Hef's bedroom? It's probably house. been a decade, if not longer. Maybe he just doesn't want to see you to see what's in there now, which is like basically Weird Viagra, stuff. Yeah, Viagra. Maybe like a, 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 sleep app, a sleep app machine. A couple dolls. Exactly. It's just like, I don't want people to see how, I'm, how the other half's really living. <laughs> uh, and a woman... Against all odds, a Delaware woman has married the guy who hollered at her from a garbage truck. <laughs> like a hooting holler? Yep. Like- this guy, her name's Amy, his name's Chris. They met in 2007 when he shouted, get a hold of this, hey, hot stuff. Hey, hot stuff. I'm sure it's happened before, though, where the woman's looked up and thought the guy was cute. Yeah. She was leaving her house, waiting, uh, walking to her car, and this guy yells out, hey, that's Steph. She looks up and it's, he's hanging off the back of a garbage truck. So then the next day she's all dolled up waiting for the garbage man. Right. I guess a week later. <laughs> she said at first she thought, what a jerk. And then two years later they ran into each other at a party. 
and he started making fun of Amy for wearing Uggs. Inexplicably, she gave him her number, and they started dating. And then when Amy took Chris to meet her father later in their relationship, he realized where she lived and that they both remembered that he had catcalled her. Okay, so it's oh, a little roundabout. Because no. not many people go to the same party with their garbage man. Most <laughs> <laughs> no, people, no people run in the same. Not that there would be anything wrong no. with it, but I'm just saying you wouldn't imagine being at a party and your garbage, garbage man, man is there. there. Right. So how crazy is that? First meeting back in 2007. She's walking out to her car. This guy's like, yeah, stuff. She's like, you're a jerk. You're, you're awful. Cut to then, years later, them meeting at a party. Love is it so is awful real. to get catcalled? I mean, I would think I couldn't fathom. I couldn't do The it. level of, imagine where women have to shout out loud to me or you. Nice game. Would, would you be hurt? <laughs> No. Would you ever be hurt? I mean, a big truck goes by and women hanging off of it are like, hey! No. I want to keep you That Andy. would, nice cheeks. I'd be like, really? That would put... You're <laughs> looking at me. You like me. That would put a little pep in oh, your step, wouldn't it? You. Right. You'd be like, be like hey. I still got it. Hey. It's just such Instead a Instead of a weird... truck going by and women staring like, you're just a guy. <laughs> Nothing going on. I can see through you. It's just <laughs> weird. It's just a strange it a, thing. It is a weird thing to do. I, I could never myself yell out to a strange stranger right. or something. You just, I mean, you, you think know? in the moment when it happens, you just look at the person like, really? Really? Like, wh- I, I just, I can't believe that, I mean, I, it's just, it's so strange to, that somebody just becomes vocal about it. Like, you walk past a site or whatever and somebody yeah. says something. You're like, I can't even. Some people are brave, I guess. I don't know. I guess so. I yeah, know. I just think that. Like, I'm like, God, that's so scary. What if I took you up on it? What if I was like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> let's you really make think magic the garbage happen. man is trying to, that it's going down now. He's just calling out. He's like, hey. That's what I'm saying. What if you call it out? Like, hey, hot stuff. Like, yeah, let's make this happen. He's like, let I me want get off. Let me finish my shift and take a shower. <laughs> no. Now. now. On like the garbage. garbage. I want it. Now. <laughs> Give it to me. Well, maybe there is a turn on. Why is it that people are always doing it in the in the bathroom? I've never got that. I, I'm like, like, or like people do it in an outhouse. They're in uh, that the I don't get. That is called drunk. That is called, I've had way too much to drink. When you hear those stories about people where it's the, you know, the outhouse is rocking. I'm like, that is absolutely animal. I don't understand that at all. I don't understand it at all. I don't want to be there anymore. Even when you have to use it to go to the bathroom. I mean, it's like you hold your breath and you go as fast as you can. I mean, I don't want to be in there for more than five seconds when I have to use the facilities, let alone like, yeah, let's make this happen. I don't know. It's so weird. That is your news update on Omaha's number one hit music station, channel 94.1. Mommy, how did you and dad meet? Well, we both really wanted it. Uh. And there was an outhouse nearby. Right. (laughs) It was a crime of opportunity. Passion. Passion. Got in control. All right, 823. You're listening to The Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. At 7-Eleven, you can wake up for a lot less with 50 Cent Coffee from Jim. You're listening to The Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. Check out 94.1. All right, 831. Let's 
like we have a high today of 28 degrees. Flurries possible later. Uh, then tomorrow, 17 for the high. Right now, about 14 degrees. Cammy, what's up there? Well, we're still getting accidents coming in left and right. Now, northbound JFK, you've got a crash being cleaned up at Gilmore. You are at a solid sit behind that, but tow trucks are on the scene. And northbound JFK still closed at Chandler. You can always try Fort Crook to 13th. You got Rex northbound 480 at Leavenworth, northbound 680 at Pacific. An injury collision, 72nd Ames northbound. The list goes on and on. Very slick. Please slow it down to be safe. I'm Cammy Carlisle. That's your traffic update on the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. Thank you, Cammy. All right, Channel 94. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Allie. Hey, Allie, what's up, dear? Uh, yeah, I have a story about the cat calling. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So when I was in college, I don't know how many, or if you guys are familiar with Lincoln and 16th Street, which is like fraternity sorority row. Mm-hmm. Okay. So an undisclosed number of years ago, when I was in college, that street was absolutely just saturated with hormonal college boys that had no idea how to control all of their emotions. And so there was just constant catcalling. And my friend and I got to the point that it was absolutely ridiculous. We thought we had to just do something about it. So eventually we started just chasing the cars down because they would inevitably get stopped at the light at 16th and R Street. And we would go tap on the window and just shame them. <laughs> oh, you would? Oh, no, really? Uh, oh, my God, yeah. We would shame them. We would tap on the window and say, oh, thank you so much for catcalling us. That is just really the way to get to our hearts. And every single one of them would just get ghost-faced. I mean, just absolutely any confidence they had just drained out of them. They had no idea what to do. Not one of them was like, oh, give me your number. I mean, they just lost all confidence. It was absolutely hilarious. Once you put them on the spot right. and they... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> now, were you girls in a sorority house? Were you out front? Yeah, we were, we were in Gamma Phi Beta, which is right at the corner where they would get stopped at the light. Okay. So we were already going that way anyway. And, oh, my God, we got such a kick out of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's just, calling somebody on that is probably one of the best things in life. Because you just, I mean, I don't think they expect it. I just think they expect oh, God, to no. be quiet or... You know, like smile or... So, so none of them came across that you'd want to date? Oh, God, no. They were all so freaked out by us. Okay. They, could, they didn't know what to do. One of us would go to the passenger window, and one of us would go to the driver window, and they just were, oh, my God. I think they thought we were going to, like, punch them or something, but okay. um, they were so freaked out. But it was absolutely, we just got the biggest kick out of it. Maybe you could have right. got, like, a megaphone and sat out in front of your sorority house and <laughs> lawn chairs and just cat-called the men yeah. at the stoplight <laughs> from a megaphone. We, we should have done that. That would have been a great idea. <laughs> hey, dude, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Yeah, have a good day. Oh, you too. Take care. All right, hey, we're making a debut Aww, today uh, at KMTV, which is we're in the same building with the TV station, uh, the CBS affiliate um, KMTV. We've got a new meteorologist who's joining the weather team. Jennifer Zeppelin makes the debut today at 4 and 4.30 with Jennifer Griswold. Thank you, thank you. I'm so very excited. Yeah, You're, you're going to co-anchor and do the weather. I am going to be doing both, wearing two hats at the same time. Awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, you familiar with weather like this? I mean, you've been in... in what, where have you been? I've been a few places. Okay. Uh, yes. The, the latest stop was uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. Where I've been, I was the chief meteorologist there, and we lived there for a few years. Prior to that, I was in Denver for 12 years. So, okay. Wow. So You're used I'm to not, snow. Yeah, so I'm used to snow, and our son is so excited to be back in snow, and my dog loves it. He is a snow hound, does not like the rain, but he loves the snow. All right, very cool. Holy cow, so you're joining the weather team. Yeah. Um, we're only adding, not subtracting, so we we've got adding. five meteorologists at KMTV. It is the largest weather team in town, 
and the best technology. Tell us about this like Viper system that they're always. You know, the thing is, over the last couple of years, I took a little break from Viper. The station I was at didn't have it, but prior to that in Denver, we did. And I will tell you that it is probably one of the best tools to have in your arsenal. Is it? It's very expensive. A lot of money is invested in it. And the neat thing about it is it detects tornadoes. It detects rotation before it even occurs. So sometimes before the National Weather Service will issue the warnings, we can actually see things happening. And then we're sort of on chatter with them saying, hey, look, we're already seeing this. Nothing's been confirmed yet, but we are detecting that there is some rotation in the storm. There was one story when I was living in Denver that we saw it. We went down to street level before street level was kind of the big thing to do. Uh And we ended up telling folks, hey, there's a tornado that is coming in your direction. You need to seek shelter immediately. And this neighbor called their next-door neighbor and said, hey, you need to get your baby out now. And that window ended up exploding. Nothing else in the house, but that window shattered, and they got their baby out of the crib and out of that room before it actually happened. So it gives me goosebumps thinking that sometimes, you know, you just don't realize the stories that can come out of just the technology that we use and what we do. Time is of essence, is it not? I mean, we're... It's so very critical. Yeah. And one of the the things that we found after living in Tulsa, Tornado Alley, a really active area, and considering that I've covered more tornado and, you know, just monster storms that I would have never imagined in my lifetime or career seeing. Um, And when I look at those events, you know, you just, you realize the devastation, how much it hits people. And it's not just the first few days. Everybody's sort of in shock. But it is afterwards the impact on people's lives for the next year, two years, three years, four years, just trying to get their lives back together. And when I look at the technology and all of the stuff that we utilize here at KMTV, it, it is truly amazing the investment that they've made, and I'm very excited to be a part of this team and, and be able to move things forward. So, yeah. yeah, it's a great team with Matt and with John and with Jim and with Ryan. I'm really looking forward to working with you. Now, you're going to love Matt, too, because he knows a little bit about everything. Which Matt helps. Monroe. Yes, Matt, Matt Monroe. Monroe. <laughs> he is the funniest character. Yeah. All right, I'm just curious. So how many years were you in Tulsa? I was in Tulsa for four years. So what do you? Th- what's your take on that tornado alley? Because it's pretty amazing that it's like a groove in the earth from Moore, Oklahoma, south of Oklahoma City. It seems we've had massive tornadoes follow the same path. They do. And so here is the thing is that the center part of the state, it is just right in that that zone. You have the Gulf of Mexico pumping in moisture. You have moisture from the Pacific Ocean pumping in moisture, depending on the winds. But it is dead center almost in the middle of the country. And you can see these storms building and coming in from the west. Now, having lived in Tulsa, it's a little greener, a little lusher. You've also got a lot of topography, so you have some hills there. So you can kind of block some of the activity that happens there. So the monster storms, even though they can't occur but things like more yeah one after another they have seen more than f5 tornadoes in that more community multiple times and i'm like i i just and they head up that path headed uh northeast yeah they never make it to tulsa no i'm always watching they get close but they they fizzle fizzle. they fizzle and there is some folklore indian folklore because the tv station that i was working at uh right before i left uh tornadoes started bearing down on the station we had to evacuate everybody from the station non-essential personnel so i'm still on top and we're on I'm like, like, who's the last one to leave the exactly. ship exactly well oh i was gosh. the last one because i had to stay on the air so it was crazy and everybody else left except for a couple of people who needed to stay on tv and the thing just skirted right around the hill but we were up at about 900 feet and so Holy that smokes. was a gift that we were there in that location but everybody 
everybody has said that there is some kind of folklore in certain parts of Tulsa that keeps away the tornadoes in certain spots. That's I'm crazy. Go, I'm going to go with it. Because oh, if you drive from Tulsa, weird. Oklahoma City, the scars from the prior storms oh, are you can see everywhere. Them, huh? it, oh, really? It, it's amazing. And then you even go into Missouri, into Joplin, and you yes. see you know, the, the path that these storms have taken. Even years later, it is unbelievable to see. Well, we're excited to have you part Absolutely. of the team. Uh, yeah, thank you for Jennifer joining. Zeppelin. Thank you. I'm excited. Thank you guys for having me. Up front uh, at 4 and 4.30, you're going to be co-anking with Jen. Oh, you're going to love Jennifer Greswold. She oh, yeah. is a sweetheart. And doing the weather. And we do have some weird weather. It's weird we do, around. and I'm looking it's forward to it. Really strange. It'll keep you. Uh, it'll keep you busy. It's Good old El Nino, right? We can thank El Nino right. for this, right? Well, it yeah. seems as if, and we, you know, we notice, you know, these things. It seems as if all the bad stuff seems to. I don't want to jinx this, but it seems to go around. Comes at us and it just kind of goes around like there's a big bubble. I mean, it's strange, but yeah. I'll it seems you. like yeah, the most active has been southeastern Nebraska yeah. into even Iowa. Everything just sort of picks up steam once it moves through here. Oh, so, yeah. It is amazing. Now, are you ready to be a Husker fan? I'm ready to be a Husker fan. Here we go. My husband works for Creighton, so you know you what? Can to. we do it? You're going to fall in that weird spot I am. of Creighton, Ooh, Nebraska. Gray. That Who gray area. Pick? All right, well, thank you so much, Jeff. Thank it was nice guys. to meet you guys. Nice to meet right, you. You bet. All right, uh, 840. We'll be right back. We have celebrity news coming up next with Molly. Molly. Golden Globes last night. We'll give you the highlights. And uh, Anthony Hopkins weighing in on Silence of the Lambs and what he regressed. It's just crazy. We'll tell you about that coming up next. You're listening to The Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. When people heard my dream of sailing solo around the world, they were worried about me being on my... You're listening to The Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. All right, 28, you're high today. It's 849. Right now we're sitting at 14. All right, celebrity news, Molly. Uh, so last night were the Golden Globes. Ricky Gervais returned as the host, and uh, he took jabs at just about everybody once again. That's what he's famous for. Uh, ben Affleck, Mel Gibson. He did a monologue, um, and uh, he uh, prom- uh, that he promised uh, would force him into hiding like El Chapo. Uh, but then, of course, you know that it was like a reference to the whole Sean Penn deal, and you know Guzman. And I mean, he didn't leave any stone unturned. Uh, I don't know if this will be his last time um, hosting. This was his. Fourth and it kind of feel hosting. like it would be like I, I don't know so. if they would want him. At what point is it not funny anymore? Like I think he's funny, but let's get somebody in there that really wants to do it. I do you know what he's always yes. saying. I don't want to do this. I right. don't. I've told yeah. you I don't want to do it. But yet he does. But yet he does, and we like him because he's snarky and he makes fun of the celebrities. celebrities. But it was like, you have terrible people. He kept coming back out. You're all, just shut up. Shut yeah, up. Just shut up. Just everybody just shut up, and let's get through this. You know, and it was like, it started to feel real. Uh-huh. Like he was really telling them. <laughs> like it wasn't like, like well, why am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> now you're just hurting people. But he wasn't even as dirty as some of the presenters who were all like, it, it was just a free fire zone on swearing. Oh, and you the, know the, what? The that hardest just... working person in show business last night was the person hitting the button. And that's not fair to anyone watching. Yeah, if you're there, it's fun. And, but, you know, yeah, whoever was, whoever was the censor, definitely, it was like one of those, like you, you figure like the show when they yeah. finally rap, he's like, <sighs> Like it was like a probably like a yeah, exactly finger hurts sweating 
loosening the tie. He's just like, oh, my God, I need a drink. Um, ABC's bringing back the $100,000 pyramid with Michael Strahan. Really? <laughs> Michael Strahan's $100,000 pyramid. Really? Yes. 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 Uh, it starts with a 10-episode run this summer. Dick Clark hosted most versions of the show back in the 70s and the 80s. I don't know. I guess they're bringing it back. Uh, but well, it was kind Strahan. of a good show, wasn't it? It was, yeah, because it's celebrity yeah. versus... A normal person, not a normal person, but a... Uh, like know, an everyday average an person, everyday person that wasn't yeah. famous. Yeah. And you would see sort of the... Because te- the celebrity really doesn't have any skin in the game. No. So no. the regular person is like, help, come on, <laughs> Michael J. Fox. Well, wasn't it $10,000 pyramid? Yeah, $10,000 yeah. So now pyramid. it's going to be $100,000. Because, I mean, that, obviously $10,000 wouldn't get people moving the needle. People are like, really? I don't got the couch for ten grand. What? Um, and Original goes back to 1973. Oh, wow. Dick Clark. The $10,000 pyramid debuted in 1973 and spawned seven different series. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty nutty. So it went from 10000 to twenty to twenty five to fifty, and now $100,000. $100,000 pyramid. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. We uh, know him for famously cre- uh, you know, um, playing the role of Hannibal Lecter in The Silence of the Lambs. Well, I guess he, in a recent interview, admitted that he regrets that he ever came back to the role. That basically he should have just left it at Silence of the Lambs instead of doing Hannibal and Red Dragon. Um, He's like, I did it once and made the mistake of doing it twice, three times. Um, Were they really that bad? I mean, they were sequels. They weren't really that bad. I thought Hannibal was good. That was the one that was directed by either Ridley or Tony Scott. They were books, right? They were based on the books? Yes. Yeah, it's books by, uh, what's the name of the author? Something Brooks, I think. And um, and it started off like Red Dragon is actually before Silence of the Lambs. Um, and, I mean, it's just interesting. So then Hannibal was the one where he escapes and they're looking for him. And it's still, don't you remember, Jodie Foster didn't come back and play um, whatever, the, the, it was uh, Julianne Moore who okay. came back. And that was hard. Like, that was one of those things where it's like, well, if you can't get Jodie Foster to come back. <laughs> then don't do like, it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Now we're believing that Julianne Moore is, I don't, I, hate that, when I didn't like that. that. Yeah, I didn't like that. Especially when they kept Hannibal Lecter as Hannibal Lecter. You know, I mean, uh, Anthony Hopkins still played Hannibal Lecter, but Clarice was played by somebody else. Uh, Apple Music. They have one. Uh, t- they have passed the 10 million subscriber mark. Um, they launched the effort back in June, and the streaming service reached the milestone in just six months after launching in more than 100 countries. I mean, how just can it not? Day. They just—it's so Apple is so ingrained in everything. I know. Mm-hmm. If you use any Apple device, they're now always they're really trying to push you into using the streamer. And then, but it's like, meanwhile, Tidal surpassed the one million subscriber mark. I mean, so talk about like the disparity between the two. Spotify, Apple Music is still second in the market behind Spotify. Spotify is still the market leader for you know paid streaming. Uh, that they passed the 10 million subscriber mark back in August of 2014 and had double that number by the time Apple launched. So Apple's just playing catch up now with Spotify, hoping to get it. And Justin Bieber was asked to leave the Mayan uh, site, um, you know, is the archaeology uh, archaeological site. Uh, last Thursday, he reportedly got drunk and tried to climb onto the ancient ruins for a photo op. Where in Mexico? Where is he at? Where in Mexico? Yeah, just say where. Tulum. Uh, he Tulum. Was in, Tulum. He was in Tulum. 
I've and I guess he got all that. wasted and tried to climb, and they're like, get out, you gotta go. Um, yeah, so, it's a bummer, you really can't get on these things anymore. No. That used to be the gig, you'd get to go down. And, and climb on it, get some photo ops. Yeah. You can look at it. They say American, <laughs> it's just, it's interesting. Bieber also allegedly tried to take a beer into the ruins and pulled his pants to flash his butt for a picture during the visit. He was acting real classy. He was, being, he, was, he was keeping it classy in Mexico <laughs> at the Mayan <laughs> ruin. Mexico, so you do, right? Uh, yeah. That is your celebrity news update on Omaha's number one hit music station, Channel 94.1. Wasn't there a Silence of the Lambs where um, he, like, cut a guy's, like, his, he ate, Hannibal. he served somebody his own brain? Yeah, Hannibal. Oh, that's right! And he, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. He was the jerk, Ray and then he's sitting there, sitting there, and he's like... Ugh. And he's got like a line, a pencil line around mm-hmm. his head, and it's kind of dripping. It's so gross. And he's like kind of out of it, because he's eating his own brain. And he's like, how do you like your brain? Does the like, brain taste good, Ray Liotta? Like, is good. Brain is good. You're like, oh was, my God, this is so dark. It was That was when people were like... Uh, <laughs> no, people I remember... Sick. I went to the theater and saw it, and I thought, I'm out. I can't, and I can handle this. But I was like, didn't you say something like, "Tell me, can you tell me what you're thinking?" or some play on words of like when you're eating your own brain. I food for thought. I think it was something about food for thought. All right, eight fifty six. Your high day going to be in the upper twenty. You're listening to the Big Party Show on Omaha's number one station. Something special that makes Simple Truth and Simple Truth Organic a natural part of every family. Great food is something all generations can enjoy together. And with Simple Truth from your neighborhood bakers, you'll find hundreds of smart choices. Even brand new products for baby and your home. Just look for the Simple Truth green circle on the label. Simple Truth, putting simple within reach. And right now, you'll save up to $40 with digital coupons available only at simpletruth.com.